And I love it's that. Good, it's like good. one of my favorite parts. It's just like, I'm yes. just going to sit outside. Like this yeah. is literally all I'm doing right now. And that's enough. Yes. It's, so it's like time to just be <laughs> like, just be. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Are you an RV person? Or are you just RV life curious, wondering how people live in a tiny space with their family 24-7? Either way, this is a podcast for you. My name is Kate White, and I travel full-time with my family and two kids and the dog in an RV. Every week, I sit down with a fellow RV woman to learn why she chose RV life and how she has changed on the road. Pull a chair up to the fire, and let's chat. Hello, my friends and fellow RV queens. This is Kate White, your host, coming at you from beautiful northern Michigan, where it is a perfect 72 degrees. Oh, I love it up here so much in the summer. Today, I had the great honor of chatting with Vanessa uh, with The Adventure Detour. And her and her husband and her daughter have been on the road for eight years eight years since 2015 like what were you doing eight years ago probably wasn't living in an rv because not very many people stay on the road that long her perspective is like so optimistic and positive even though she shares all these stories about living through the craziest stuff like having to move because of wildfires and hurricanes and during like she talks about life on the road during covid and nutty um she is such a gem and i really love this conversation i think you will too let's get into it hello vanessa and welcome to the rv queens podcast how are you today i'm good hi kate thanks so much for having me today of course i'm excited to chat with you you've been on the road for eight years Yes, which is it's not a lot. supposed to be eight years. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, <it's>, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into well, those know, juicy yes. stories. <laughs> yes. Well, you know how that goes. Like there's always a plan when you start. It's usually yeah. a one year plan or a two year plan. And then it just kind of morphs from there. Right. If it's working, don't bother it. <laughs> yeah. So we just kind of kept on going. We started with a two year plan. Okay. And then here we are. I said, if I was going to sell the house, I kind of felt like it had to be at least two years, you know, yeah. <laughs> to go through all of that. And then For we just sure. like never stopped. Okay. It's been a wild ride. <laughs> I have a lot of questions about that in a minute, Yeah, but, yeah. um, first of all, where are you coming? Where are you guys at right now? Yeah. We're in Orlando right now. Oh, in the middle of summer, so you're oh, it's roasting. <laughs> I you don't recommend roasting. Orlando in the summertime, by the yeah. way, or Florida, period. But yeah, that's where we are. <laughs> I'm up where here are in you Michigan. At? Look Yay. at this. It's like I a cloudy Michigan. day, and it's like oh. 70 degrees. And Yay! So it's not good. like 100. That's amazing. <laughs> no, and I've never been to Michigan. I'm from the Midwest. I've never been to Michigan, and I'm totally falling in love with Northern oh. Michigan right now now like so pretty ready to buy a house and just live in the woods and wait for the snow to come (laughs) oh it'd be pretty wouldn't it yes we love it up there as well we did a summer up there and it was i want to go back because it was really pretty yeah you've only done one summer up here over eight years Yes. Oh, man. You I know it's so far. It's so far. But yeah, it it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful spot. So I'm glad you're having fun. <laughs> Where right. in the Midwest it's are awesome. you from? Because we're from the Midwest too. Yeah, I was going to ask you. I saw that in your bio. Uh, mm-hmm. I am born and raised Missouri, 
But me and my husband have been living in Omaha. He's a Nebraska boy. So we've been in Omaha for the past 11 years until we started okay. RVing. Yeah. Okay. What about you guys? Well, we're from, we're from Kansas City, so we're also oh from Missouri. Oh, my gosh. Are we related? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Are you from Kansas City, too? <laughs> Isn't that uh, funny? I'm, my aunt and uncle live in Kansas City, but, like, okay. we're, I'm from Kirksville, Missouri. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Truman State Wonderful. University. Yes. That's right. Oh, my gosh. That's gosh. Awesome. It's a That's small so world, good. isn't it? <laughs> it is. Seriously. And there's a lot of Midwesterners I've met on the road. Um, yes. probably because we all want to see the beautiful mountains and beaches that yes. we don't have any of. There's exactly just the flat yes. farmland. So, yes. okay. It's so okay on, this, <laughs> uh, on this note though, will you take us back to before you guys lived in an RV? Like, what was that? Nine years ago before? Yes. Um, what did your life look like? And, you know, were you working nine to five jobs? Like set the scene for what was going on in your life leading up to you making a huge life change to <laughs> yes. live in an RV. Right. Okay. Absolutely. So we were your normal suburban family and we had just built a house a few years earlier. It was like our our dream house, right? Quote unquote dream house, um, in the suburbs. And we did, we had regular full-time jobs and it was pretty much something that we had never even thought about before. We'd never camped before period, not even tent camp before. I had never been in an RV or a campground. <laughs> so it was really a, a weird thing, but I had a friend back then there weren't young people necessarily full-time RVing. Like now it's a lot more common. And so a lot of people have heard of younger people doing it, but back then it was still mainly, you know, retirees and then some single couples that didn't have, you know, kids yet necessarily, but not really families. And so I had a friend that was homeschooling and she told me about this plan to sell her beautiful house and start doing this with her two kids. And I thought she, I was like, are you okay? <laughs> I'm like, are right. you nuts? Have you lost your mind? You know? And she laughed. And then she started to explain to me how they were going to swing it and how it would work for their family. And I, I'm, at first I thought she was kind of nuts, but then I started researching it on the side. I'm like, well, wait a minute. If she can make it work, I wonder if we could make it work. And so the wheels kind of started turning a little bit. And I still didn't say anything to my husband. And we had, um, our daughter was five at the time. And so I finally mentioned it to him and he's like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? We have a 3000 square foot house crammed full of stuff. And you think the three of us are going to live in a tiny camper? And I'm like, yeah, I think, I think that could be an amazing experience, you know? And so the next thing I knew he was on board too, and we were putting the sale sign in the yard. So, oh my which was really scary, <laughs> really scary. When you were talking with your friend who was making the life change, what was it about the lifestyle that resonated with you that made you really dive in feet first without ever being in an RV before? Yeah, that's a good question. Just wanting quality time as a family, you know, kind of putting an end to the go, go, go activities that shuffling the kids here and there and sports and all the friends and then all the, you know, the traditional jobs and just everything kind of taking apart from the family time. And she just thought that if they simplified their life, lived small and had that time together, that it would be really great for their family. And I was always kind of trying to, to get that 
taken care of too, because I was staying home with my daughter already at the time. I'd already planned to homeschool her when she was school age. So that wasn't like too far of a stretch for us. Um, but I always wanted more, more time together, more time to travel that we just never had, you know, working full time, trying to pay for the house. It just was never there, you know? And so that, that kind of called to me. I'm like, man, if we could downsize our life enough to afford to do this, then we would have less stuff, but you know, more time together, which is amazing. And it really is actually that way. So it was worth it. (laughs) And then what kind of jobs were you guys in that were able to transition to living on the road? So I was already working from home in a, in an MLM, um, selling healthcare type products. And then my husband had a traditional in the office type job. So when we downsized, we were able to just go off of mine initially. And then since we've been on the road, we've transitioned away from that business and started being content creators and travel writers and bloggers and a lot of those kind of side freelance gigs, which is kind of kind of made our lifestyle also our business, which is great because we love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it's like yeah. you, you have content for what you're creating anywhere you go. So yes, exactly. Right. Now <laughs> I wish, I wish I knew that back then when we started, right? Because we didn't start creating content till the last couple of years. So all of those trips were just iPhone videos no, yeah. our iPhone photos, no videos. You know, I just want to smack myself now. I'm like, we went through all those national parks and took an iPhone and took pictures. No videos right. at all. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. Right. You know? <laughs> well, if back then, like before shorts, you know, like short videos and reels and stuff yeah. came out, um, yeah. if you weren't going to create long form YouTube videos, why would you? No. And no one was even on Instagram hardly back then. Like none of that stuff was a thing. So it's all different now. And now I'm like, Oh shoot. I wish I could go back inside. (laughs) I know. Oh, okay. Well now, you know, and you guys have a really hopping account, um, too. It's 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 a lot of fun. You weren't familiar with RVs at all. You guys wanted more family time together. You were already planning to homeschool. You decide to sell your dream house was this kind of, you know, bold life change kind of characteristic for you and your husband? Or like, how did your friends and family in Kansas City respond when you started talking about what you were going to be up to? Not characteristic at all, because we were always super responsible and a little bit traditional. And so kind of the same reaction I had to when my friend told me they were doing it was the same reaction that our friends and family had. It was like, are you guys okay? <laughs> like, are you okay financially? Are you guys, is your marriage yeah. okay? What are you doing? You know, it was like, no, no, no. It has nothing to do with financial situations. It's like, everything's okay. We haven't lost our mind. It's not a midlife crisis. We're good. <laughs> we right. just want some experiences together. You know, you mentioned in the Midwest growing up that way, like we had never been to a national park before, which right. sounds extremely funny now because we've been, I think, to almost 40 now. But we had grown our whole lives growing up in the Midwest and never been to a national park. And I thought, I don't want that for our daughter. I really want her to experience this beautiful country and learn like, you know, firsthand. And so it, it has been a gift for sure. That's so good. So she was five when you guys started. Is that right? She did. She just turned six. Like she had her birthday when we were taking off. I bet she loved it. Oh, that age is so fun because everything's exciting. Uh, So 
how has your homeschooling approach changed over eight years? I mean, the age of six to what is she 14 now? Yeah, she's turning 14 um, this month. Well, in August. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, that's, it's crazy. I mean, a lot of changes in a yes. kiddo between those ages. Yeah. And yeah. so how, how has your schooling approach kind of morphed over the years? When we were in the house thinking we were going to start homeschooling there, I was super traditional curriculum, box curriculum on a schedule thinking I was going that way. And then when we changed our plans and decided to hit the road, everything kind of had to change because you really, some families make it work, travel slower, you know, have a traditional type of curriculum, but others are more relaxed and and more in the road school sort of sense. So at six, she's excited about everything. And we incorporated, you know, the national parks and the junior ranger programs and a lot of the state parks and their programs and just more like actual learning at the places that we were traveling to as part of her school. And that's completely the opposite of my structured way that I was thinking we were, you know, really going to homeschool. Um, and now as she's gotten older, now we're in an eighth grade. So we've had the whole span on the road. It's a little bit of a mix because now she's getting older, so she needs some traditional curriculum and and materials. But then she's still learning from our travels and the places that that we go. But, yeah, it's been interesting because little kids just love all the things. And then teenagers pretty much hate all of the things. (laughs) (laughs) And so... She's like, not another national park, mom. Over it all. She's <laughs> oh like, gosh. you couldn't pay her to do a ranger program anymore. And and that hurts me in my heart because I just have those gorgeous family memories. But they change. And if we were in the house, we would have similar changes. <laughs> so we just kind of have to have to go with it. But it's changed everything because now we travel really slow and we use Orlando as our base because that's where her friends are, you know, and teenagers want to hang out with their friends rather than travel. So we kind of have to have a little bit of a mix there, a little bit of travel and then a little bit of a stability. I was going to ask that too, about like your travel style over the years. Um, When you started out, were you just like, bam, 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 move all the time, yep. see all the things, or... <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think uh, everybody does that the first year. <laughs> how long did it take you to burn out on that? <laughs> yeah, right? I know Asking you did the same thing. <laughs> yes, right? The first year is crazy because you feel like you've got to do all the things. You don't know how long you're going to live this lifestyle, usually. And it's just like, how far and fast can I go? How many national parks can I hit? How many state stickers can I add? And it's it's like a marathon. And then I, I want to say sometime in year two, we were all exhausted and burnt out a little bit. And you kind of start to feel like you're going through the motions a little bit. Okay. We're at another national park. Okay. And you're like, Oh my gosh, that's a terrible feeling because this is such a great opportunity. But when you're just going so fast and not taking the time to rest and kind of take it all in, it's just constant new activities and new places. It kind of starts to all fade together. So yeah, about year two, we had to kind of <laughs> reel it back in a little bit, <laughs> slow it down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is that what happened with you guys? <laughs> well, not exactly. And I was about, but I have, I've heard a lot of people say that exact thing. Um, and even a lot of people I've interviewed on this podcast, uh, talk about that same effect because, 
when they start the RV journey, it's because they want to see everything. But for us, we were actually, we chose the RV life because we wanted to um, visit specific cities to choose where we want to move next. And it was, which I don't think I've met anyone else that had that approach. Like we weren't getting into it to be like adventurous, let's explore the US people. And most other families are. Um, now, like we've been on the road about, I think we just hit our like 10 month mark or something. Um, now we're like, oh my gosh, there's so much to see. Like the more you see, the more stories that you hear about cool other places that we need to see. And we started out thinking we'd be on the road a year and we're like, haven't even made it to Yellowstone, you know? Like, see, there you go. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be just a year. I guess, you know? <laughs> like you were saying at the beginning, you were, you gave it two years and now it's been eight. I do want to ask about that. Like, surely you've had moments where you were done, you know, oh, over the eight years. Uh, like, like, a lot still. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you have a moving day and stuff breaks, you're yes. done. <laughs> Right. And that's a lot of travel days. You have stuff that breaks and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so done. I'm so done. Yeah. So thousands of times probably <laughs> over the years. Um, and then COVID. So when being on the road, when COVID hit was the absolute worst nightmare. Um, so we were in Florida when that happened. And so RV parks were shutting down like crazy because they were considered non-essential travel type industry. And so just like with the hotels and their B&B, Airbnbs and the campgrounds, they were all getting shut down. Well, it's not non-essential when you live in your RV, you know, and you have to have a place to go. And so it just put everyone in to a horrible frenzy. And so a lot of the people that started back when we did actually got off the road during COVID because it was, it was kind of a panic time. And so a lot of people bought land to park their RV on or decided to have a home base for when stuff hits the fan, you know? And so luckily it ended up working out better for us in Florida because, uh, the camp, some of the campgrounds said, no, we're not booting people. We're going to stay open. But a lot of the West coast was not able to do that, uh, due to regulations. And so they booted people. So tons of people flocked this direction from out West trying to find a place to go. And it was just downright scary week to week. You didn't know if you're going to have a place to go or not. And I thought, well, crud, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess if worse came to worse, we would have put it in storage and just had to drive back to the Midwest and stay with family for a little while. But that was brutal. I'm not going to lie. So yeah, there's been a lot of weird times where we've thought we've got to be done and yet we're not done. <laughs> hey, guess what? This is a sponsored episode and it's time for a short ad break. I love spending time outside with my kids, especially when we're traveling in the RV. Recently, we had a blast trying out some of Elikai Outdoors' amazing outdoor games. Their games are inspired by nature and are incredibly durable, which means you can create lasting memories with your loved ones. And the best part? They're carrying cases. They're compact enough to take on the road with you. Be sure to check them out at elikai.com slash rvqueens and use the code rvqueens10 to enjoy a discount of 10% off your order. So, okay, aside from COVID, when you've just hit those moments that felt like burnout, you know, on the road, what keeps you, what keeps you going? 
year over year. Knowing that every time I sit in one place for longer than a few weeks, I start to lose my mind. <laughs> oh, so, really? Yes. So like, I mean, after three weeks, maybe a month I can do. And then I just start to go a little bit crazy. And like, if we ever are not in the RV and we go stay with family, I lose my mind really quickly in a house. I start getting really stir crazy. I think there must be a point after you've done this for a while where this is normal life and like anything else doesn't feel right anymore. I know that seems hmm. weird, but it kind of yeah. gets to, to where it's like that. Like you're used to moving and you're used to exploring. And when you don't have that, you almost feel, I don't know, like a fish out of water. It's kind of strange. So this is normal now, hmm. yeah. but when we don't have it, it feels kind of weird. Now I wouldn't yeah. mind. We often mention this. I wouldn't mind having, because we have our big fifth wheel, which is a real pain in the butt to tow and go a lot of places. <laughs> it's limiting, right? Yes. <laughs> so I wouldn't mind having a home base, like to keep the big fifth wheel in a campground year round and then have something smaller that we can really make tracks with like over the summer and then come back over the winter to like our, you know, big fifth wheel again. So I, I wouldn't mind having some kind of hybrid arrangement, but I don't have the budget at all for that. <laughs> Maybe yeah. someday, right? <laughs> did you guys start out in a fifth wheel or did you change we over years or we've had okay. two, we started out in a 40 foot, 40 foot, uh, rear bunk room. And then we switched okay. about five years ago to a mid bunk. Uh, that was 42 foot. We went the wrong direction <laughs> because now I wish we was gone smaller, but it's, it's so hard. I know you know this too, to find the right size rig. That's good for daily living, like enough space for your whole family and their needs, but that's still easy to drive and park and go places in. And really it doesn't exist. It's one way or the other. Well, and we started out in a pre-owned, uh, mid bunk fifth wheel okay. that we did not have inspected. Oh, shoot. And it was a piece. Oh, and, no. But we didn't, I mean, we didn't know. So we actually bought a brand new one three months in. A new fifth wheel comes with its own problems. Like our bedroom slide pretty much has not worked for the past nine months since we, since we bought it. Um, and it's just been like in the shop and in the shop and forever and ever. But the, but the reason we bought this model, we have like the front living and then in the back, it's the master bedroom, I guess, with the loft above. And we fell in love with the living space. But now that we've been living in it, we're like, we're outside all the time. <laughs> You know, I'm like, what were we thinking? Like, we live in beautiful places. Like, and the point is to be outside. Why did we think we needed a full living room in this thing? Ugh, whatever. It's hard. So, it is so there's, hard. <laughs> there's no perfect one either. I mean, no, everyone you talk no. to is like, yeah, well, this thing is broke and the thing. And there's, it's just how always. it is. There's always something broken. Yes. That's right. So <laughs> it's part of the, the deal. That's good to know yeah. going into it. <laughs> That's right. Acceptance yeah. is, we just live in acceptance of this. Right. <laughs> how it is. Yes. Uh, okay. So online, you are really outspoken about sharing both the joys and the challenges of RV life. And I'm curious to hear why is that so important for you to highlight both sides? Well, part of what you were just explaining, stuff breaks all the time. Because when you're 
only seen the happy moments, the amazing travel photos, you know, the epic shots, and then the happy RV life moments. You know, it's easy to think that that's reality. And of course, that's just capturing awesome moments to put online. But then there's a million moments in the background where it's a hot mess. (laughs) You know, when we were researching to live this lifestyle, I mentioned there wasn't really hardly any families doing this. Um, And so there wasn't a lot of resources back then. So I started the research in 2014 and they're just there just wasn't, there wasn't much. There was a few Facebook groups that I would like look at constantly and ask tons of questions and take notes, but it was really hard to find out what a real budget would be like, you know, and kind of what to expect. And so we spent a lot of time talking about that because like you mentioned, almost every month there's something unexpected, large expense that happens, whether it's an really big RV repair, a really big truck or vehicle repair. Um, a reroute due to weather, to wildfires, to crazy storms, you know, your cheap campground you planned on may not be where you end up because it turns into an emergency situation. Like there are so many crazy, crazy unknowns that happen all the time. So yeah, I kind of want to paint the both sides, you know, so folks know if this is worth getting into (laughs) or not before they take the plunge right (laughs) that's right and i have uh someone was just talking to me you know how what's the word they used like taking the risk of living uh, on the road because you just Mm -hmm. don't know the expenses that are gonna pop up and stuff like that right and to me it's like if we owned a house stuff pops up like it's life like the furnace breaks the ac goes like the roof it does it hails like there's a flood, the basement floods, like whatever. To me, it's like yes. pick your poison. You know, exactly. you're gonna deal that's with true it. Too. Yeah, with that's the true house, too. you're gonna have to deal with landscaping and you know, like the stuff yes. that comes with living in a house and managing yes. a huge house and cleaning it. Definitely, um, it's all those challenges are present living in an RV, just different. They're different. What we always say is is everything is amplified. So when you're in a house, if you get sick and you take a little bit of time off work, go home and lay in your bed, you're fine. If you're in an RV and you hurt your foot or your leg or you're sick, you're not fine because usually your reservation's up. You got to go whether you want to go or not. It's hard to find a new one. You've got to find a place to be. Like It just seems like everything is so much more amplified. Like, okay, so your Mm. RV breaks down and your rig's in the shop. Now you're living out of a hotel (laughs) for an undetermined amount of time because the shop's not in a hurry to get your stuff fixed and they don't care that that's your house. Like, it just is so mind-blowing how fast and crazy things spiral. And then that's when it gets really expensive. We've lived out of hotel rooms for three weeks at a time before waiting on repairs. Like, stuff gets wild. And you don't really know that until you're kind of in the throes of it, <laughs> you know, right. but yep. we've had injuries kind of derail us and, and mess things up before too. And it's just like, man, when you're in your house and you're on a trip, you could just go home and rest. Right. But you're home and it, you can't go anywhere to get away from your problems. So it's like, you're stuck. <laughs> yeah. That's when things get really, excuse me, I have a fly problem big time right now, but yeah, that's when things get really nuts. How, how have you learned to handle that stress? over the years. It sounds like you've had some really crazy times. Some insane times. We've had 
flood evacuations. One time we were in a flood and we got stuck in the campground, the flood, we couldn't evacuate. We've evacuated wildfires. We've been through a couple hurricanes now. Like it's just the longer you're on, on the road, the more weird, crazy things, you know, pop up. So I try to have the mindset that this is why I try to tell people to the best of your ability that it's like all part of the adventure, right? Later, you're going to look back and it's, it's a wild story, right? Oh my gosh. You remember yeah. when we were going through COVID and we didn't know if we were going to have a place to live, you know, or that crazy wildfire and we made it out. Like it's going to be a good story later, but in the, in the throes of it, it's so stressful at times, you know, you just wish you had a place to go to be done with it, but you just kind of have to weather the storm. So when you look back over the years here, um, you know, you started out in 2015, you lived through COVID madness on the road, and now we're coming out to the other side where people are like full travel mode again all yeah. over the world. Um, how has RV life changed in your perspective over the years? So much, <laughs> so much. So, you know, it actually changed before COVID started to get a little nutty even in 2018, 2019, we started seeing campgrounds being full reservations started to get harder. Um, it just started to change a little bit. So, and especially now, like going to a national park, trying to get last minute reservations at a campground, it's just a lot more crazy. So you, the, the way you have to adapt to it is you just have to plan really far in advance and expect, you know, expect some crowds. You're not going to have places to yourself anymore, but man, those early years, you could just kind of fly by the seat of your pants. You're like, okay, I love Michigan and I want to stay here as long as we can. Let's just see if we can stay at the campground longer. And there would be a spot for you or, Hey, I found this cool state park down the street and we should go there next. Okay. You could probably get in, but that's just not where we're living anymore with camping. And so you just have to really plan it as far in advance as you can. And when stuff hits the fan and your reservations fall apart, like we were talking about, you have to try to take it in stride because that's rough. <laughs> Do you know Mel Lar? Um, I don't. They're, uh, I think their handle is Lars with Latitude. They've been on the road oh, about okay. the same time as you. And I, I interviewed know. Okay, her yes. a couple months ago. And then, so they traveled to Greece recently and came back Ooh. and they're in the U.S. again. But How I asked cool. her a similar question and she said the exact same thing. She said, yeah. you used to just be able to kind of bop around wherever you wanted and you could mm -hmm. find a spot. And now she's like, everything's getting crowded. <laughs> oh, it's so crazy now. I know. But it's okay. It's still worth doing. You know, we're still doing the thing. It's just you have to, uh, you have to be so much more organized. And I'm not usually that organized. <laughs> so it's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to know where you're going to be next month, well, along next year. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So when you look back and think about yourself and your life before. You lived in an RV and you were like a full-time homeschool mom slash trip planner and, you know, doing all the things. Yeah. Um, how do you think you've changed over the years? Oh, man, so much more flexible. Like I mentioned being really organized, thinking I was going to homeschool with all this curriculum and all these plans. And my, our life was like that. I was super planner <laughs> personality and you just can't 
really be that way so much on the road because like we talked about stuff changes frequently and it just kind of teaches you to appreciate where you are like okay maybe our trip somewhere got canceled because everything fell apart let's just appreciate where we are right now and kind of go with the flow and enjoy this instead and it it just kind of i don't know it just puts you in a different kind of frame of mind really it slows things down it's good Mm -hmm. it's really good to me it's kind of like you know when uh you have a new baby and yes you yes it's like i don't know where you were in your life you know back then but i was like trying to have a career and like Mm -hmm. working a bunch of hours right up until I had the baby. And all of a sudden I had this baby and it's just like, Oh, I just have to sit here and (laughs) feed this for like an hour. This is all I'm doing right now. Like it's kind of the same feeling to me. It's like this like jarring, like, like sitting outside in the sunshine and that's all we're doing right now. Amazing. You can That's just so do true. this. <laughs> yes. You described it perfectly. It's just oh, everything is different. <laughs> yes. That's right. But I love it's that. It's, it's like good. one of my favorite parts. It's just like, I'm yes. just going to sit outside. Like, this is literally all I'm doing right now. And that's enough. Yes. It's like time to just be. Like, just be. It's okay. (laughs) You don't have to be a productivity machine right now. Right? But for our kids, too. I love that for our kids because that's not that there's one lifestyle that's better than the other. It's not. It's just different, you know, going and going and going activities and plans and, and constantly being on the move versus having a kid sit outside and dig in the dirt, read a book or go on a hike. It's just a really cool, different way that they get to experience life. So I love that too. You have visited 42 States. Is that still accurate? 42? Yep. Yep. You didn't didn't sneak an extra one in. (laughs) (laughs) I wish Um, I'm ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I bet in Orlando in the middle of summer, I'd want to get out there too. Almost 40 national parks. So what are you, do you have like a top three that you can tell us that's like, you must see these? Yes. Okay. So that's always hard, but like our number one is Acadia. We love Maine in the summer and that's, you're like, oh, you haven't been back to Michigan because we kept going to Maine. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Love Noted. Maine. Yes. Love Maine. In fact, I wish I was sitting there right now, but it's just such a beautiful place in the summertime and it's a vibe like no other place in the country at that part of Maine and, and the national park is just and going to Bar Harbor. It, it just doesn't compare to anywhere else. And so that's got to be number one for sure. Number two is probably Yosemite because Yosemite is just Yosemite. It's just, you cannot, you cannot beat the, the beauty of the, the waterfalls and the granite and hiking there. It's just oh, it's so one of a kind. So definitely there. And then number three is hard because we really liked Zion a lot. And then we also liked um, Olympic up in Washington. But yeah, okay, so probably either Zion or Olympic. Olympic's really special because it's not just mountains. Like you think, okay, it's just, it's a mountain national park. It is, but it also has a rainforest, which is weird for Washington. (laughs) Most people are like, there's a rainforest in Washington. I had no idea until we went. And then it has a coastal section with the most unique rock formations and driftwood in the coastal part of that um, North area in Washington. It's just 
mind-blowing. Actually, Forks is right near there where the Twilight series is, you know, like, Oh, yeah. I don't think it was actually filmed there, but it was uh, modeled after Forks. And so there's, it's a cool, like really rural area and you see a bunch of Twilight stuff up there. So that one's probably number three because it's just so, it's unique. It really is. Yeah. Okay. But they're Good all know, great. Huh? Oh my gosh. They're all great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Tell us about as far as practical RV life, what are What's an RV hack that you are constantly telling people about or camping or, you know, like something with this lifestyle that you just find yourself repeating over and over? Just to slow it down, like what we talked about going too fast, but especially when you have kids, like you have to have time for daily living. A lot of people think RV life is just vacation. Like it's just every day hiking in national parks and every night a campfire. And in reality, that's not how it is at all. <laughs> like some parts of it are that way, you know, some days of the week may be that way, but a lot of the time is just daily living. You still have to do your laundry and go to the grocery store and pay your bills and then just like rest, you know, and chill out. But it just helps everyone enjoy the experience more if you plan some down days mixed in where you can just relax at the camper, get your you know laundry done, do your things, or just so kids can have time to play and just be kids or get work done or whatever you need to do. But it just seems like it goes so much easier if you plan a little bit longer stays so that you have maybe half of it adventuring and half of it just like living life, celebrating fun holidays or doing things with your kids, like still want to do crafts, you know, still want to hang out and do the kid thing. Right. So it's kind of a, it's a balancing act and it's a balancing act that no one can hardly find. (laughs) I'm not acting like I have it because I don't, (laughs) no one does. It changes constantly, but you can slow things down when you need to. It's all good. Okay. So you're settled in Orlando right now because Mm -hmm. it sounds like you're your daughter has friends there and kind of trying to strike yeah. the balance of, you know, community and travel and stuff like that. Yeah. If, if it did come, if I said, Vanessa, you have to pick a place to have a sticks and bricks house again and settle into the community, would it be Orlando or where would you settle? No, <laughs> not be Orlando. No, my daughter would say Orlando, of course, because her friends are here. Uh, you know, I like Florida because I like to go to the, the theme parks and then we like to go drive over the beach and stuff, but I love the mountains. So like if I had an unlimited budget, I, I should start there, right? Okay. <laughs> if I had enough money to live wherever I wanted and I could go there right now, I, it would be Bend, Oregon because I love Bend, Oregon. I love okay. the climate, the mountains, the volcanic, they have lava tubes, the hiking, like it's a one of a kind place, Central Oregon. And so if I had the budget, because it's extremely expensive to live there and I don't have the budget, (laughs) I think that's where I would pick if if I absolutely could. Yeah. Bend, Oregon. Okay. Noted. Yeah. Have you guys been out there? No. Mm -mm. We're, I mean, we haven't even made it. I told you we haven't even made it to Yellowstone yet. We have not gotten anywhere West yet. So you'll get there. Our West is wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I'm looking forward to that. So your handle on social media is the adventure detour. I'm curious Mm -hmm. about that name. Is that something you came up with your husband? What does that mean to you guys? Well, that was our life detour. So I said, I say that we took a detour from life when we sold the house toward adventure. And 
that's definitely where that name came from. And we started a website as bloggers and that's kind of where we started and then got social kind of going a little bit later, but now it's kind of a big, you know, part of our business in our life too. So it's kind of both, but yeah, it was just our life detour really. It's kind of yeah. been crazy, <laughs> but it's worth it. It's yeah. Worth it. Sounds like it. Sounds like you've built yes. a lot of resilience over the year too. You learn a lot of flexibility oh, and you, you got to handle a lot of stress and build a lot of resilience. <laughs> That's right. It's great though. It's great. It's, it's one of those stories you'll have stories definitely to yeah. pass down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have one more question for you and then I'll have you kind of share where we're all on the internet. People can connect with you. Uh, so the, the slogan for the show is a podcast about unexpected riches. And I'm curious to hear what's the unexpected richness that you have found from RV life. Probably an amazing connection with nature, especially for our daughter. So when I mentioned that we had never been to national parks before, we had never really even been hiking before. <laughs> and so I, I have a funny story. So we went to Kansas city REI location for the first time, right before we left home and REI was newer store back then, um, in Kansas city. And we bought hiking shoes. And I remember talking to the salesman about this and I said, we're doing this thing and we're going to go to all these national parks and live in our RV and we need hiking shoes. And I don't even know what a hiking shoe is compared to my tennis shoes. So can you help me? And I remember leaving the store with those hiking shoes and just feeling so excited. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to go someplace and use these shoes. And so the very first time our family put the hiking shoes on was in Acadia. And that's another reason why we love that park so much, but watching our daughter hike for the first time up a mountain and all of us hike for the first time up a mountain was like, a bucket list life incredible that feeling like okay i have all my new hiking shoes and i'm in an actual national park doing this it just it it was life changing and yeah i can never replace that feeling it was worth it at that moment you're like i don't care about the big house i don't care about the two cars we used to have and all the stuff you know this is it right here it's just our yeah. family and our hiking shoes yeah. Oh, that's such a good story. Why do you think it yeah. was life-changing for you? Just because I thought we would always have the life that we had, you know, because that's what you're told to do. You're told to have the nice house and go to work every day and come home. And that that's the dream. And it, it takes a lot of courage to step away from that and say, this is okay to have this dream for people. There's nothing wrong with that dream. It was fine for us for a long time, but that it's okay to have a different dream. Good. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's really precious. Yeah. <laughs> can you tell listeners where they can connect with you online? Yes. So we have a website and that's our blog and it's the adventure detour.com. And then we're on social at the adventure detour on pretty much all the platforms. Um, Instagram's our main account, but we're on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, and we're kind of on threads. I don't know what to think yet uh, about threads. Yeah. What's going on with threads? I don't know. We're I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying, but uh, not doing very good there. Yeah. <laughs> but it's there. Technically, it's there. Yeah. Uh, so good. Well, thank you for taking the time today, Vanessa. I really love chatting with you, and I, I especially yes. enjoyed your just um, helpful, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um stance on RV life is not perfect, but it helps you slow down and 
that's the yeah. point. Like it's a good perspective right. that you have. So thank you for yes. sharing with us today. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Well, I hope I can see you on the road sometime when you are not in Orlando. Right. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. I need to I come up that direction for sure. <laughs> you should this fall head out, head yes. out West. It's where we'll be. Yes. All right. Yes. I will talk to you later. Thanks Vanessa. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So what did you think? Was that inspiring or what? Hey, Before you go, I have one thing to ask of you. Will you open up your podcast app and give us a rating and a review, please? Pretty please with a cherry on top. That would really help spread the Avi Queen's love and help us climb up the algorithms. (laughs) I love being a part of this community with you all. I hope you have a great week and I will see you on the road. Jarring, like...